Episode 36, lads. Tantalizingly close. Can you taste it? Mmm, can you smell it? It's there. It's fucking just within reach. And I, for one, would be fucking delighted when it's all over. <laughs> I've enjoyed doing it. I'm enjoying doing it. But fuck me. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hassle. And it's a lot of fucking unnecessary strain, I suppose. But look, everything that's worthwhile is fucking hard work. Most things that are easy aren't worth doing. But anyway, before I even fucking start talking about what I want to start talking about, I should stop digressing. My mom texted me this morning. More specifically, she texted me a poem that she thought of. It It came to mind having listened to yesterday's episode when I was talking about being essentially fearful of my potential. I'm not fearful of my potential to fail. That that doesn't bother me. If the whole off the lead thing, if people just fucking stop listening or I fall out of love with it and it all just peters out and goes to dust, look, so be it. The net benefit from it is already there. Like the amount of people that have contacted me and actually on that note, I fucking, I should have done this loads of times before now. Big fucking shout out to everyone who's contacted me. I am a... particularly driven person I reckon I'd be doing all this shit without anybody contacting me maybe not quite so much of it and maybe I wouldn't be as enthusiastic about it but fuck me does it go a long 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 way to hear from you and thanks a million to everyone who's fucking sent me messages on fucking whatsapp and sent me emails and messages on fucking instagram and facebook and all the rest of it fucking thank you because again I don't need it per se, I'm not doing it for it, but fuck me, it goes a very, very, very long way, and it just, I don't know, makes my fucking little tiny heart sore a small bit when I get words of encouragement from people who are getting a bit of benefit out of it. Loads of people contacting me saying that I fucking motivated them to monitor their diet, to start fucking working out, to fucking pick up the guitar, start painting, or fucking whatever the fuck it is. Loads of different people, it's been fucking epic stuff so thank you thank you thank you but anyway i'm digressing all over the place my mom shout out to benji benji sent me on a poem this morning having read or having listened to my podcast yesterday episode 35 so the poem was by this chick called marianne williamson i wasn't familiar with the poem i was familiar with the first two lines and i'm just going to fucking recite it here now if you don't mind so here goes Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Fucking hell, lads. That first line, the first couple of lines. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Fucking deadly. Love that shit. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. Fucking bang on, bitch. A shout out to Marion Williamson. Fucking incredible stuff. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. That is fucking nail meat fucking hammer. Or head of nail meat fucking hammer. 
That is literally exactly what I was fucking talking about yesterday. Now, in relation to the whole God reference, there's two, I think. Uh, you're a child of God, uh, is one, and what's the other one? We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. Okay, now, a younger version of me or an older version of me, whichever way you want to phrase it, me in the past, basically, would have read that and went, yeah, fucking deadly, but could have done without the God shit. Okay, could have done without the divisive nonsense. Thanks. But maybe I'm mellowing out slightly and maybe I'm just not as highly strung as I used to be. I'm kind of getting over myself and my hatred of all things divisive and whatever. But what doesn't bother me about that anymore, I think, is the fact that I'm seeing something to the whole God thing. Now, I just want to fucking put something, I want to crystallize something for anybody listening and even just for my own fucking head to hear. I don't believe in a God per se, okay? I think this idea of a, some sort of a supernatural being that interferes with our lives, that gives two shits about what we say, do, or think, anything along those lines is just absolute, utter nonsense. It's just complete and utter horseshit. There being some sort of divinity, for want of a better term, in all of us, something special, something, some creative spark, something that unifies us, something that gives us all inherent worth or value that shit i'm all over okay even like through my experiences with psychedelics my thoughts on the afterlife have changed massively to the point whereby at least at the very least i'm open to the idea that this life isn't the only life and i'm happy enough with the vagueness of that I don't mind that. Maybe we'll just live on through the memory of others. Maybe we do pass over or cross over into a different fucking dimension or a different timeline or a different universe or God knows what. Who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? The most important thing to remember is that this life, whether it's one of many or not, this life is finite. So my advice to myself and anybody listening is to make the fucking most of it. Okay? You've X amount of years left. Ask yourself, how many years have you left? Have you, you know, 10? Have you 50? Have you 100? You know, that there's going to be an upper limit of it. Then once you've got your rough ballpark figure of, I don't know, 40, 50 years, say, then what? Well, a third of that, you're going to be fast asleep, okay? For maybe a quarter of it, you're probably going to be at work. For whatever percentage of it, you're going to be, you know, eating and drinking and going to the toilet and having showers. And... You know, once you once you parse all the time for the necessary bullshit, you know, there's not that much fucking left. So maybe fucking have a think about that the next time you're sitting down to put on the telly and you don't know what you're about to watch. Oh, sure, we'll just see what's on. You know, that kind of fucking nonsense. Do less of that. But anyway, I digress, as always, as is becoming the fucking norm. This is the fucking digression podcast. And speaking of digression, Mike Tyson is fighting Roy Jones Jr. this weekend, and I, for one, cannot fucking wait, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm, I've never claimed to be a boxing fan. I'm not a boxing fan. I fucking didn't know who Roy Jones Jr. was until his fight with Tyson was announced, all right? Never followed boxing, don't know who the current champs are, never knew who the current champs were, but I know who Mike fucking Tyson is. Okay, and I am tuning in to see him and Roy Jones Jr. box the head off each other uh, this weekend. Saturday night, lads, pay-per-view. Fucking get on the fucking hype wagon. I love this shit. This, to me, now is fucking entertainment. And it reminds me of something. It reminds me of when 
Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather in that boxing match. And more specifically, it reminds me of an article I read. I don't know if it was in The Independent or where the fuck it was. But I can't remember the title of the article, but it was something along the lines of the greatest scam in boxing history. And it went on about how this wasn't a real boxing match, that it wasn't it wasn't this and it wasn't that and it wasn't the other. It was just a big... A big fucking... A big scam, basically. The pay-per-views were robbing people of their money. That's what this article was claiming. That the whole thing was basically rigged. That it wasn't, you know, real boxing. That Conor McGregor had no place in a professional boxing match. He'd never fought a professional boxing match before. So, you know, maybe they had a point to a degree. But as far as I was concerned, I couldn't fucking wait to watch it. And that's all that fucking matters as far as I'm concerned. Another thing it reminds me of, this is a tangent of a tangent of a tangent, but here we go. Remember Gladiator? Remember when Russell Crowe, whatever his character's name was, the main guy in Gladiator, he fought not in the Coliseum, but in in kind of a Coliseum, a kind of a, a poor man's Coliseum. And I think it was his first fight in front of a crowd, basically thrown to the fucking, not literally to the lions, but he was a slave he was a big bulky dude, so I would chuck him in the Coliseum and see how um, see how he fares against actual gladiators. And of course, you know, he murders the shit out of them, butchers them in two seconds, and the crowd are all just left a bit fucking aghast at the, the blood and the gluts and the glory and all the rest of it. And Russell Crowe's character kind of spins around, looks up to the crowd and shouts... Are you are you entertained? Are you not entertained? Or something to that uh Something, something along those lines. Apologies for the terrible Russell Crowe impersonation, but you get the picture. Now, what made me think of that is the fact that that's what that McGregor and Mayweather fight was all about. It was about entertainment. It's not boxing per se. It was entertainment. And Tyson, who's 54, by the way, is fighting Roy Jones Jr., who's 51. Not exactly fucking two spring chickens, okay? Lads, not exactly in their prime. But fuck their prime, fuck the sport of boxing and fuck everything else. This is entertainment, lads. That's what I'm paying for. I'm paying to be entertained, okay? And look, if it's not a bu- uh, if it's not a boxing purist's thing, then don't fucking watch it. You don't like this podcast? Don't fucking listen to it. Do you know? Take the ownership of being responsible for what you watch. So if you're watching something and you're going, oh, this is shit... What are you fucking watching it for? Is there not enough? Is there not? A, is there not enough? Is there not enough things online for you to be entertained about? Why not write an article about something that you actually enjoyed, as opposed to writing an article about something that, which you detested? Why not write something that empowered the people reading it, as opposed to denigrated the people reading it? I was reading the fucking thing, and it was the author was essentially telling me how wrong I was to enjoy what it was that I enjoyed. Like the fucking, the lack of humility and the absolute utter arrogance of that position. Like, fuck you, man. If you don't like it, don't tune into it. I, for one, will 100% most certainly be tuning into Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I've literally, just before I recorded this, I did a bit of a Google search on it, and there's things that I'm literally only after finding out in the last couple of minutes. They're not allowed to knock each other out, how that's going to be enforced, I'm not entirely sure. Try telling Mike Tyson not to put enough fucking power into a punch to knock somebody out in the moment. 
I mean, fucking forget about it. There's going to be no judges, apparently, and no winners going to be called at the end of the fight, which, again, ugh, I don't know. Then again, I don't need judges to call a winner. I'll call my own winner, thanks. Which is, it just, and th- again, this is what I love about these kind of exhibition matches. This is what I love about McGregor and Mayweather. These were the first of their kind. They're new, so they're going to be a little bit fucking objective and they're going to be a little bit I don't know weird and strange and different and new and confusing and maybe parts of it are going to be a little bit shit but fair fucking play to the lads number one first and foremost for doing what they're doing at the age that they're doing it okay apparently it's smashed all fucking box office hits already and there's still another couple of days to go and I say fucking fair fucking play to them too for it I for one will be paying to see this fight I'm not going to watch it on no fucking dodgy box for free or any of that nonsense I'm not going to stream it online the day after I'm going to stay up to whatever time it's on it's in Vegas I think so it'll be on at fucking 3 o'clock in the morning but I for one most certainly will be tuning in and I'll be tuning in to be entertained because there's nothing wrong with being entertained okay now if you're spending your life just going aimlessly searching to be fucking entertained in the moment you know probably not a good idea a bit of balance lads what i'm talking about is like it's like a chocolate bar there's nothing wrong with chocolates there's nothing wrong with sweets or crisps or fucking big i was gonna say big Macs. there is something wrong with big Macs. you shouldn't spend money in mcdonald's another podcast but you know shitty food really indulgent food that's technically not good for you is fine so long as you do it occasionally and it's the same with this fight between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr it's the same between Fly Fly Mayweather and Conor McGregor if these are the only type of fights that you ever watch and this is your understanding of fighting that's an inaccurate viewpoint okay you're not appreciating it for what it is which is just pure entertainment and there's nothing wrong with pure entertainment provided your life doesn't just fucking revolve around indulging in it but another huge, big thing that Tyson Roy Jones Jr. that hasn't even happened yet, and Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, that bout between a boxer and a mixed martial artist, essentially. What I love about those two things is it paves the way for the likes of mad cunts like me to start thinking outside the box. Like, I was saying to myself, and people, sorry, I, w- I was saying it to myself, but more people were saying it to me than I was saying it to myself, that I was kind of past it, that I was past my prime. Yeah, fuck, right, okay, maybe I'm past my prime. And? Like, what? what's what's your point? Once, once you go past a certain point of peak fitness, you shouldn't fucking train anymore, you shouldn't compete anymore, you shouldn't entertain people anymore, you shouldn't have aspirational goals anymore. Fuck that lads i'm going to take a leaf out of mike tyson roy jones jr floyd mayweather conor mcgregor's book and i'm going to set myself up some sort of fucking mad promotional fight in the not too distant future and i hope you fucking tune in and pay for the privilege and on that note i'll chat you tomorrow